Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. DMVR Buffs Primetime. Mm. Coming to you here from the DMVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York. Andre, I need the camera real quick. Ring me. <laughs> Ring me up. <coughs> Ring me up. Yes. I, I feel like uh, I deserve a ring. We we had a banner month in March. Did we? I feel like we dominated March though. Madness. Wow. Ring worthy month. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you're up 20 plus units on the tourney, betting <laughs> only underdogs and you're a righteous man because of it, <clears throat> it kind of is yep. true. Yeah. I was more talking about like the the views on this channel. Mm, and like mm. the the Good. interviews and the guests. Oh my gosh, some amazing guests. Some amazing week. guests. We're just getting started though. Not, um, I was not saying that as because I'm one of those guests. <laughs> I would not include myself in the amazing <laughs> guests. Other guests, really amazing stuff. Check them out. There you go. Um, but I want to talk about, uh, to start off the show, probably the most most talked about topic in sports today. Mm. Um, and that is, of course, uh, the shit talking that went down yep. at the end of the national championship game uh, between Iowa and, of course, the national champion LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. There you go. I was setting you up for that. Um, I think that the conversation around this is absolutely wild. It, it blows my mind. Well, because... The people that have competed in sports. Some of it's sadly not wild and like. You're right. It shouldn't be shocking. Some of the ickiness that we see on the internet it's just every annoying single to day. Me. It's just annoying to me because like people tuned into women's basketball for the first time ever and then had to have like terrible takes about things that didn't have to do with the game. Yeah. And uh, then the ref jobs suck. The refs ruin the game for sure. Really um, horrible. But. I wanted to talk about this because I, I just feel like it's crazy that this conversation is happening. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because those of us that have, and it's not like I've competed at the highest level of sport, yep. but I played sports my whole life. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I personally have had a reputation of, of chirping a little bit. And so I feel like I come from a, a unique place of knowledge here where I, Ryan's a problem if you're around <laughs> him at a sporting event and he does not have your same rooting interest, yes. When you are a shit talker, which is what Caitlin Clark is, and let me be clear, I love it. Yep. But when you are a shit talker and you get got, you are going to get it back twice as good. And you deserve it. And when you talk, you open yourself up to that. Yep. And so this is not an anti Caitlin Clark sentiment at all, right. uh, but it is very much a pro Angel Reese sentiment yeah. because extremely pro both, I'd say. Uh, exactly. And the way they are on the court. Sports have shit talk. Yeah. And it's one of the best parts. Think of like some of your favorite players, Shannon Sharp, all time great shit talker. One of the greats. Uh, you know, you can go on down the list like the guys who can chirp always bring a little extra or the gals who can yeah. chirp always bring a little extra to the game. So Kobe, 
You know, like Jordan, of course, Jordan, these guys all wanted to beat you, but not just beat you. They wanted to beat you and let you know that they were beating you. Caitlin Clark is one of the all time greats women's college basketball. And she likes to let you know when she's getting you. Mm -hmm. When you get got, it's coming back. And I love the Angel Reese got her good. And honestly, Caitlin, I don't think she would tell you she had an issue with it. Like, obviously, it wasn't fun. Yep. But that's what it is. Even on Twitter. Yeah, what can you do? Like, when the the Nuggets or Avs are in a playoff series, like, I always pipe up against the other team's fans. Yeah. And I know that if we lose this series, they're coming after me. Right. You're going to get it. And I just got to sit there (laughs) and I got to take it. Yeah. But it's so lame that we've gotten to this, like, pearl clutching over this whole thing. And I think... There's a lot of problems uh, at hand. Obviously, race is one of them. Uh, sure. It would be silly to ignore that. Yep. Another thing is that people just tuned in to that tournament for the first time yesterday. So they didn't know about Caitlin Clark's history. Um, and they're like, wow, they're just being so mean to her. You know, like right, that poor right. thing, which also isn't right either. Like these right. are athletes. Yep. They're competing at the highest level. They yep. don't need your sympathy. Yep. And they can be talked to a little bit. Yep. And so... I, my last thing I think on this, uh, and I'll, I'll give you the floor, is when you win, because people are like, you shouldn't do it once you've already won. When you win is when, in my opinion, it is when you, when do you it. have the floor to go it off, is when you do. and you should, yep. Yep. because you might never get that chance again. For sure. So you got to stand up on your soapbox and say, we're the best. We beat your ass. Here you go. And at least to her face, not talking shit in some presser, yep. not doing some whack videos on live after the game right there in her face. And I mean, I, you know, she talked about how she took offense to how Caitlin Clark and Iowa was defending South Carolina that that seemed to get under her skin. Whatever you need as a competitor, like, and oh, that's like, a, do your thing. That is a great point. Do your thing. Um, you got to find little ways like yep. Caitlin Clark. Yep is a beast you got to find a way to hate her a hundred percent because man. you need great that point. little extra it's mm. a great point like you know let's just you know who also talks caleb williams that buffs defense if they watch highlights of him chirping at people mm. showing the shit on his fingernails all that shit like they should go into that game hating him yep. because it just gives you that little extra little extra edge yep and I, and I love that you you said that because I think LSU whether they they know it internally or not they manufactured a reason to hate Caitlin Clark so they could go a little bit extra in that yeah. game and it worked I and mean, obviously Caitlin got hers because and that she, Iowa team as a whole I think yes, you know like yes and I mean geez what a what a third quarter scoring performance um <clears throat> yeah and I mean obviously race is at hand so much of this is is sexism though like we we just don't treat male hoopers to we don't they don't right. they're not treated to this standard no one would be saying everyone like, can do the too small selly uh, you know you were bringing it off air yes. drew timmy and the and the stash like yeah no one gives a shit it's hoops man yes it's hoops like no one this, be saying oh poor drew timmy i can't believe right. they're doing that in his face right and i mean you know like you play hoops anywhere in in the world, you know, just some some blacktop. We're we're gonna get into it. We're gonna chirp. We're gonna yep. talk some stuff. I was talking at intramurals at Western, you know, <laughs> like uh, 
And and if I'm if I'm you know at any game and I feel there's the need for some extra juice, I will be given that juice and taking yes. advantages where I need and like making it a hostile place if I've got the home court advantage. Like that's just what you do. You you do what you gotta do because you care, because you're passionate, because you give a shit, and that's what we should be celebrating is how these phenomenal athletes in one of these showcase games for the entire sport were able to talk their shit. And um, the rest of the game was kind of a bummer. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was funny when when Caitlin Clark did the, like, I'm not guarding anything to South Carolina. Allie was like, that's right out of your book. I literally, in the finals of a rec <laughs> league, which again, very so, low stakes. I love that I was up against so a guy much. who I could not guard. Uh-huh. So I just didn't. And I was like, don't guard him. Doesn't need, don't need to guard him. Like I just sagged off on three and I got in his head and we ended up winning. And like, that's insane. That's the, that's gamesmanship. It is. Now, Caitlin Clark was also reading that off the scouting report and also decided to put a little extra on it yeah. to get in her head. Yeah. She put some extra on it. And the thing is like when someone does that to you, you want to shoot it so bad, mm -hmm. but you can hear your coach in the back of your head telling you not to shoot it too. Yeah. And now you're now they're in your head. So. I love that. I, I personally love it. I, I think we need more shit talking in sports. Um, I think that obviously there's something to sportsmanship. Like I, I, I appreciate a good handshake line after the game. Like yeah, big time. the heat of battle is mm -hmm. over. Congratulations. You know, for sure. Great, comp uh, you know, great uh, competition. But I think sportsmanship on the whole, it gets a little bit like, like people want to use it as an excuse for everything. That's bad sportsmanship. It's like, no, these the adrenaline that you have in these moments is so high that like you got to let them talk like the taunting rule in the NFL drives me insane. Like these are <coughs> these are grown ass adults that can handle someone <coughs> yelling at them when they're on the ground. Well, it's well where baseball is kind of lost it and is trying to find it again because they've gotten so far with the taunting and stuff like that, you know, where it's, uh, it's taken away from what makes baseball lit. Yeah, exactly. Baseball, so, like, have you ever uh, seen the Korean baseball mm. league with the bat flips? Yeah, it's amazing. Shit is awesome. I want to like see CJ Crone throw his bat, like, into the crowd after he hits a home. Or, like, in the Dominican or Cuba, you know, they're way more, like, they're slapping, you know, they're just getting into it, you know, and chirping at each other. Like, every homer is, like, a big deal, you know? Yep, like exactly. An in-your-face type thing. All right, uh, one more basketball bit of news here. Uh, Buffs got a big time transfer, and I emphasis on big. Big uh, Eddie Lampkin, who you might remember from TCU's tournament run, not this season, but last season. Mm -hmm. The their most notable game was against Arizona, and they had Arizona beat. They absolutely should have won that game. They kind of choked it away late. Ben Matherin makes a buzzer beater three. Oof. To elevate them. But in that Canada's game, finest. Eddie Lampkin, 20 points, 14 rebounds. Wow. Uh, and he's just a sophomore. And he is a huge addition, no pun intended, to this team. Obviously, you lose Lawson Lovering. Uh, and a lot of people were really concerned about that mm -hmm. because of what Lawson brought on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting trade. Now, Lampkin is going to bring you... The strength, right? Yep. Uh, on 
he's going to bring you the strength on the block. Like he's not going to get pushed around, which honestly was one of my issues with Lawson. Yep. But Lawson was really good hedging out on screens, yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff. This guy, not quite as rangy. Rangy, yeah, it's a great word. That being said, way more offensively polished. Lawson pretty much gave you next to nothing for most of the season yep. until the end of the season uh, offensively. Lamkin's one of those guys, you toss it down to him on the block, he's going to get you buckets down there. Uh, and, you know, if you find him in transition or you find him in space, he's going to get up, he's going to make those layups, he can dunk it. Uh, you know, he he's much more fast to the rim yeah. uh, than Lawson was. So I'm I'm actually really hyped about it. You know, KJ Simpson, Tristan Da Silva, this guy. Cody Williams. Cody Williams, who you're adding to the mix, they... Uh, They've got a they've got a starting five for sure a, a, a top tier starting five indeed they do Need and some shooting some way too early ranking glove as well they're getting ranked huh not bad all right let's uh let's get into some buffs football yeah the boys are back today and as I learned very early in the coach prime era from our good friends in the comment section yes coach prime does not lie. Coach Prime does not lie. He tells you how it is, and you can trust what he says is going to be the truth. And at the last practice of spring, before spring break, he told them, y'all better come back in shape because we are running the day that you get back. And if you're not ready to go, you're out of here. And boy, did he run them today to Dre. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was six 100s. And four forties, or was it four one hundreds and six forties? One or the other. Yeah, I think I think the second, the latter, all parceled off in groups. That's correct. And what he told them is, if one person in your group doesn't make it by the buzzer, you're gonna have to do it again. Andre, I instantly got like PTSD anxiety from it running in sports. I wish you guys could have seen it. I don't think I've ever seen you so nervous as watching a practice on your phone of kids running. Um, you were just getting secondhand, uh, secondhand anxiety. anxiety. Huh? Yeah. Yes. I was literally watching for these guys and I was just like, I know the feeling like I've absolutely, and, and I don't even necessarily think any of these guys were slacking over spring break or whatever. It was just the big boys who were struggling. Yeah. Uh, and like, I've been that guy when I show up to like the first football practice of the season, the coach had told you, you guys better stay in shape all off season. I absolutely did not do that. And they're saying like, all right, we're running four laps around here. You guys have this much time. And if you don't, if, if someone doesn't make the time or y'all have to do it again, like, my heart was just like racing at practice and I literally got a flashback to that and I was just like dying for these boys who are just trying so hard but like they just they're you get more it's like it compounds itself you just keep getting more and more tired we got um, it wrong it was 10 hundreds 10 hundreds 640s yikes Take me all afternoon to get that <laughs> yes exactly and I I'm could, not I could not... any of coach primes uh thresholds i can tell you that much. i don't think i can get it by the end of the show but i have to say i think i've, I've mentioned this before those guys have a little extra in the tank for coach prime because they don't want to let him down and i think when he told them you better get your work in over the break or else you're going to be hurting you when you come back they got that done i huh? think they got it in 
I really do. I really think that they worked. Um, whether whether it's 90 or 99% of the team, or maybe even 100, I think that they knew I'm not going to be the guy who gets singled out for you know drinking and smoking and eating all break without getting any work done. For a second, I thought you were going to break into a country song for us. Drinking, <laughs> drinking and smoking. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, these kids have to realize they have a pretty unique opportunity on their hands. I think they do, especially the guys who you know on this transfer bubble. Um, I think that's an interesting part of what's going on right now. Is these slightly too many players uh, more than the roster spot? I think everyone wants to be there, man. It's a hot ticket. This ain't the buffs when you were covering them. <laughs> For damn sure, it's yeah. not that. It's true. It's like. All of a sudden, and it should have always been this way, but all of a sudden, wearing Colorado on your chest has become yep. a privilege, not oh, a right. Yeah. And do you know how much oh, that fires yeah. me up? Don't give me goose. I know. You you give me goosebumps because <laughs> I know how important this is to you. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like, there are people incredible. waiting. I mean, literal vultures in the sky waiting for one of them to drop. So they can pounce and take that jersey off their back. The, the amount of people As who would love be. to put on that jersey. As it should be. Is incredible. And like we're only talking about the top tier transfers that are coming here. But every three-star transfer, no rank transfer, whoever it is, they want to wear that jersey too. Mm -hmm. So you are, there is someone nipping at your heels at all times. And I think, I truly believe that this team understands that. Uh, and, and like I said, maybe it's 90%, maybe it's 99%. Yeah. Uh, these boys understand I can be replaced. I just don't think that that existed before. And so if you're, you know, no uh, the number three wide receiver on that team last year that won one game, you're not really looking over your shoulder thinking like, oh, man, someone could be coming for my spot at any moment. Right. If anything, your motivation is, oh, man, I better play good so I can go somewhere else. Like. That that too, but really, it's more. I don't want to lose this. I, I want to play for Coach Prime. I want to run out to fifty three thousand oh, yeah, on yeah, their yeah. feet behind Ralphie, you know, against Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it has created it, it. It almost like it, it almost compounds on itself on a daily basis, of just like you want it so bad. You want to be here so bad. You want Coach Prime's respect so bad mm -hmm. that you just work harder. And the next day you work harder and then you can push a little further and then you get a little better. And like, it's why when people say things like, oh, Colorado's celebrity coach or they like, you know, they take little shots, essentially Just alluding to the fact that Coach Prime is merely a recruiting tool. These Matt Rule pressers here? Yeah, exactly. Right yeah. It's, it's why when I hear that, I'm just like, no, you don't get it because... Coach Prime is legitimately coaching the hell out of these kids. Yep. And he's making them better, even just by his presence, but also mm -hmm. with his football acumen and the coaching staff that he's built around them. I mean, at the very end of the well-off video today, you see Sal Sanseri, who is the second defensive line coach because the first one already got elevated mm -hmm. uh, to, to the Minnesota Vikings. But he's tell he's just going at him like, like my group is not going to be the one holding us back in this situation. Uh -huh. And if you have an issue with that, go, go play a different position because uh -huh. it ain't going to be here. And it's just like, man, this staff. And that's prime's biggest influence. 
He's a standard bear. He's a standard setter, and he does not compromise those standards. And that's sick. It's a lot of people can talk about that. Very few people are actually about that and it's, actually follow through. It's really true, man. It's really true, and and I think that's a, that's such a great term. You know, we we talk about like CEO types, and he's like such a mix of all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really put Coach Prime in a coaching archetype. Is he a CEO type? Is he a hands-on? He's not going to call the plays, right. um, but he'll have his hand in every single game plan. He's a football savant. He mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. I think, an incredible CEO. Like anyone, mm-hmm. uh, any company in the world would probably have Coach Prime be their CEO. Because people, again, he gets be fun. He gets people to raise their level. So it's true. Um, that was a that was a hell of a practice for for all the big fellas. <laughs> I'm uh I feel your pain. I feel your pain. I might run yeah. a couple hundreds in solidarity. No kidding. Um who do you think was right? Shadur that Bucky's in trouble or <laughs> Bucky that Shadur's in trouble? I don't think anyone's in trouble, but I find it <laughs> hilarious that they like use that as like a hey, your daddy's looking for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. That's amazing. Um caught up on, on some of the spring break content as well. I uh, loved just seeing Shador out there with Jimmy Horn, Montana Lamonius Craig, just getting reps in. Um, timing is just such so big in this offense that anytime I see these guys using their free time to work on their timing for games that they aren't playing for months on end, it fires me up. It's it's I just I don't know how many players, how many college athletes are doing that. How many? Give me a percentage of you think quarterbacks that were working with their wide receivers in another state over spring break. And I don't mean like throwing the ball around on the beach with girls in bikinis. I think it's about you can count them on two hands. I don't think there's much more than that. I think you're right. Yeah. And just feels like there's there's an opportunity right here and everyone understands it. I completely agree. It, it's it it's more like an NFL vibe in that sense. hundred percent. And it's crazy that that is, be, of course, it's being led by Coach Prime at the very top. But Shador is, I think he's holding his guys to an NFL standard. He's mm-hmm. having NFL conversations with them about route depth and how to react to coverages. Oh. I've never seen that. I've oh, seen Trevor Simeon and, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I once just got like got to be a fly on the wall during a conversation where Trev was sitting at Emmanuel's locker and he was, they were just like going through film of their opponent. And he's just like, okay, if he's shaded here, like I want you to be here. And uh-huh. it was like, I could just watch that for yeah, the rest yeah. of my life. Right. Um, but then you see like Shador is doing that with Sadu Traore and he's doing that with Jimmy Horn. He's doing a Travis Hunter. And it's just like, I don't, that's another one where I'm just like, you might be able to count on a few hands. How many players are, are, are executing and practicing and, and preparing at that level, we're in March. Well, we're now in April, but I just yeah. don't think th- it's like that. And that's why they call him grown. And that's why you know to- that's why he's he talks about Tom Brady as his hero. Like it, he is not messing around. No, I don't think people are prepared for how little he's messing around. I know you're getting me excited. It was kind of interesting. So I watched. He was on. Uh, I forget what they call it, but it was um, Brandon Marshall and one of the co-hosts from I Am Athlete do like a little side thing, uh-huh. uh, and he was on it, 
the paper route, maybe it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's already so conditioned to be a quarterback. You know, he's a 21 year old kid who is operating, who, who carries himself at the level of a 30 year old NFL veteran. And they're kind of like asking him questions. And like, I don't even think he would have had to like stray away from the company line too much to answer him. But uh-huh. he's just like, they're asking him like, what makes you special? He's like, oh, I can't answer that. If I did, I would sound cocky. Like you have to ask other people what makes me special. It was just like, man, it's hilarious. It, 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 like legitimately it's awesome, but it's also comical to see a kid just like he are, he knows the, he yeah, just knows man. the game. Like, metaphorically and literally he's uh whatever the opposite of a headache ceo is i mean he <laughs> like you know between the ears that's where he's just like oof. it's unreal and super special and i'm just excited to see what the future holds for him like oh. we're looking at uh, if there's five levels we might be seeing level three of shadur right now yep absolutely and hopefully we see a level five before you know he leaves us but i wouldn't be surprised if we see level five by the end of this season mm-hmm. and you know he's a he's getting talked about as a first round draft prospect it's gonna be crazy all right uh before we move on a shout out to our presenting sponsor illegal pete's boom get on down to illegal pete's i love that i just i used to ask our guests like are you an illegal pete's guy now i just say What's your illegal pizza order? Because everyone's an illegal pizza guy or gal. Everyone. Um, it's we, true. We've been giving our guests uh, like T-shirts and stuff. But one of the things they get most hyped about is I've been giving our guests free chips and queso at Illegal Pete's. And they're like, oh, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. We also just gave you like some really cool T-shirts. They're like, but, but this chips and queso. Uh, so That's shout out to our, our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their Colorado locations. Uh, and enjoy yourself some reverse nachos or whatever you may end up having as your order. Uh, also, Shady Rays. Uh, we're almost there, dude. I have I have a tea time on the books on Saturday. Whoa, that's how you know. That's how you coming. know. It's sunglasses season is it's here. It's coming. It'll snow tomorrow, and it'll be 80s by next weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think it's sat- I'm going Saturday. It's supposed to be like 75 and sunny. Lit, bro. So nice. But we got to have our shady rays out on the course. Protect you from harmful UV rays. Also keep you looking fresh. Uh, We had, you know, our guy, Matt McChesney. We got to get him some shady rays. He was just rocking his his shades on the on set. I know. Where's your shades? They're upstairs. All right. Uh, So check out our friends over at Shady Rays. Use code DNVR to get two for one deal. Insane deal. That's a sick deal. No, they're already really good glasses at really good prices. Then you get to get. Two glasses at the price of one. Stupid. And if you're like me, you might just get the same pair twice because you know you're going to lose one. There you go. (laughs) There you go. That's a real uh, vets vets trick right there. Also, Bacchus and Shanker, uh, you know the deal. If you need to sue, smash that two. Oh, that should do it. Two, 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 two. Boom. Hit up our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. They win for Colorado families uh, if you get injured and it's not your fault. Uh, and you don't have to pay anything until they win. That's how confident they're gonna, yeah. they are that they're going to get yeah. you that dub. So check out Bacchus and Schenker. We had Kyle Bacchus here in the bar the other day. True homie. Um, he is. He was actually really chill. We were talking college ball with him. Yeah. He's a Florida guy. Yeah. We were you know breaking down Anthony Richardson's draft abilities Woo! with him. So uh, it was a good time, and we appreciate him. Also, he's, he's on the prime train. I should hope so. Pretty much everyone is. Yeah. 
It's kind. Of, it, it's a weird thing. Like even CSU fans, which actually makes me uncomfortable, are sometimes saying like, "Well, like, you know, I, I've been a CU fan, CSU fan my whole life, but I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't rooting for it to work out with Coach Brown on the Buffs." I'm like, if you were in the same position, I would not be saying the same thing. No, but you should know. It raises all boats. They should be rooting in secret for Buff's success because that could raise their level. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. You got a DraftKings pick of the week for us? On the spot, On the spot like yeah. that? Yes. Um, Can I give you a draft prop? Sure. I think if you smash the over four and a half wide receivers at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get that in the plus two thirties as of yesterday. So like really nice. You go to NFL 2023 draft. You Wait, go four to, and a half wide receivers in the first round. You go to position totals and then you go over four and a half wide receivers. Yes. Okay. Talk me through them. Okay. So Quinn there's Johnston, a, Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's right. There's a locked in top four and that's the two you just named. And then Jordan Addison ever heard of him. And Zay Flowers out of Boston College, diminutive phenom. And then someone like a Jalen Hyatt, a Josh Downs, they'll slip into the end of round one. Josh Downs had a 400-yard receiving game in our Madden League this year. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. They're both fast. You know, we like our speed in the NFL. We love it. We love to overdraft speed. Exactly. It's a little bit of a top-heavy class. So, right? right? Sets itself up nicely. Plus 230 is like... Really good odds. Yep. All right. Uh, I'll give out San Diego State plus 290. It's our last chance oh. for one more dog. It doesn't feel like it's going to happen. UConn's just putting teams to sleep, Doesn't bro. it feel like they're due? I guess. Like, to it's get, not like they're a perfect team. They were a four seed. To get whooped? They're, I mean, remember when Gonzaga ran through everyone and then got smacked by Baylor in the final? Glorious. Ryan was in on Baylor. One of his best calls ever. What was that guy? It wasn't Donovan Mitchell. It was something else. Mitchell, who was a perimeter defender. Basically Donovan. He wore 45 as well. Yeah. Here. Well, we'll he's, I think he's on the Kings now. Oh yeah, he is upstart Kings team. Yeah. He's, um, God damn it. Anyways, what's their bean? Light the beam. (laughs) All I can think of was the, (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Is there, do they have a beam in the stadium? Light the beam. Yeah. Yeah, that's something they do in Sacramento. Apparently, they light a beam when the Kings win. Oh, it's like a spire on the roof of the uh-huh, stadium. Uh huh. It's that or the state capital. It's one or the other. Okay. All right. Light the beam. I mean, it's, I've heard worse. It's catchy. Yeah, I've heard worse. Yeah, I've heard Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah, that one's rough. That one's <laughs> rough for sure. Uh, all right. Anyways, those are our DraftKings pick of the week. Get over to DraftKings. Use the code DNVR when you sign up to get in on all of their fantastic deals and our picks of the week. Of course, age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Deals are void in Ohio. Suck it, Ohio. All right, Dre. It's a favorite Dave, game. As Steven says, Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell. Dang. It's so close to Donovan. It's so brain. close. It sent us. Um. And the 45, really, just, yep. Okay. Um, so, it's a favorite game of ours here on the show. We love a little fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, you, do, you guys do, huh? That's what and so we're going to play a little fill in the about. blank here in the second segment today. Okay. And I'm going to let uh, Alyssa bring these up in whatever order that she prefers. Okay. I'm in the order they happen, so 
All right, let's do it. Yep. <laughs> Tyler go. Brown said Roman lights my beam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's amazing. Fill in the blank. This actually isn't fill in the blank. This is just answer a question, but it's similar to fill in the blank. Right. Um, I, mean, I guess the fill in the blank would be, be the bus leading, leading rusher blank. will be blank. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good, Ryan. And your answer? You want me to start us off? I think this is the toughest one of the bunch. Talk me through. You don't have to give your answer yet. Talk me through why it's the toughest one of the bunch for you. Well, there's a lot of uncertainty. I think if you just looked at it on paper, um, you know, it's hard to know how the returning guys will be liked by Coach Prime, right? So, like, while Deion Smith might seem safe, I don't know that he is all that safe. Mm -mm. Then Cavassier smokes. Smoke. I don't know why I said <laughs> Um, Fontenot, Hankerson, who's the kid from Aurora? Jalen Stacks? Oh, oh Jaylee Stacks. Jaylee Stacks. They're all kind of bigger backs. So that's not the profile of a leading rusher. This doesn't strike me as like an offense where the goal line back's going to really be getting a ton of carries. I love me some Jaylee Stacks, and I just know he'll he'll never... Like, I, I kind of wish he would transfer to somewhere that I got to watch the games. Like, I, I want him to transfer to Air Force. Because Jaylee Stacks fires me up because I just love, like, he's not just a big back. He's a huge back. He is. He's an Aurora but kid, too. He's got that Phil Lindsay dog, like, too. He has, like, a nasty jump cut for being yeah, that big. Yeah, I kind of like him. <laughs> yes. Anyways, he'll never get a ton of carries for the buffs. I don't think I would love to be wrong about that because I like him a of lot. Of course. But, uh, anyways, I'll let you continue. So then dare I say the Charlie offer doll hype could be for realsies. Not in a leading but rusher I'm, for the team. I'm not inclined to believe it. No. I mean, I believe the hype like coach prime truly loves him and he has his own nickname now. And I think he certainly saved himself from being asked to transfer. And then a great name being thrown out, Dylan Edwards. Yes. Well, that maybe is the easy pick. I this almost Does feels Dylan like, get uh, enough like not yet on the roster could be uh, you know, if this was a DraftKings sportsbook line, which is how we designed it in our minds, what is it like Dylan Edwards is plus two fifty? Cavassier Smoke is is the heavy favorite. You think of real? Yes. Um, when you watch this offense, it is not like, so it, I love it because it's all speed and athleticism on yeah. the outsides yeah. and it's power on the inside. And Cavassier smoke to me looks like the guy who you can pretty much pencil in for 15 carries a game. Mm. Uh, essentially you're just using him because the point of running here is to force teams to bring more guys in. You're obviously, would you love to break a big run? Of course. And so you're going to bring in Dylan Edwards for some big, you know, counters and things like that, where you just know, get two guys out in front of him, give him a, a, a lane to cut through and let him take off. Yeah. But the true point of running in this system is to make the defense add to the box. So you give the ball to Cavassier Smoke, you tell him, give me four and a fall forward. And. It's going to force teams yeah. to say, damn yeah, it. That's a good point. Bring the safeties down. Point. And a second that you bring those safeties down, it's Jimmy Horn over the top, um, and you're in big trouble. So I think 
it's, you know, Sean Lewis is one of those forward thinkers mm-hmm. in the running game where he knows the the running game is really just a tool for him to set things up. Then there's going to be games where you're just running it so well that you, of course, stay with it. Yeah. But the goal of running the ball in this system is smash some people, knock them over, force them to say, damn it, we cannot give them five yards on first down. And then you're you're in big trouble. I like that. I love the sound of a nice little thunder lightning backfield with smoke and Dylan Edwards. I mean, I've always been a fan of Fontenot. Um, I just really hard to handicap where the returning guys will fall. Is he he's still on the roster? Yeah. I don't think. Okay, maybe. Very deep. I mean, I haven't seen. I don't. I don't remember seeing him. Um, but Hankerson had a nice That's run in, in the yep. last yep. spring practice. Right. Um, offered all obviously in there. Dylan Edwards. I just, I think there's, there's going to come a time where he can be the deuce of on of this offense. Uh-huh. Uh, but Ooh. that time is not this season quite yet. Now, I think at one point I picked him, I picked him to be the leading rusher. Um, Edwards. Yes. But I've moved, uh, I've come back to Cavassier smoke mostly because of what I said. Um, Dylan is going to be a big play threat for this team. And he's also going to play some slot receiver. I think coach prime even mentioned it uh, at the signing day press conference, but you just want a guy who knows where the hole is hits it and makes someone make a a difficult tackle and, you know, take some small pack 12 linebackers and throws them off him and does that. And like, it's just, again, I, I don't think, Sean Lewis necessarily needs to have a touchdown threat on every run as much as he wants to set up a touchdown threat with the run. Right. And I mean, that sets up everything, you know, because Sean Lewis has so much misdirection. He, it's one of those classic offenses where you'll have like the O-line pull in one direction. You might get him with a, you know, a little sweep going the other way, something like that. So, yeah, you're setting up those north and south runs to then bring everything else that comes from the passing game and kind of those variations off of it. That's pretty good. Um, I would merely say Dylan Edwards to, uh, since those seem like the two main contenders, part of me does wonder if not on the roster yet would be a smart bet. I mean, portal still. I know it's they'll true. have a reopening. The, the, it could reopen. They would obviously have to clear space, probably directly from that room, to be able to add to it because you Sounds have a lot like of guys you've in there. Pack Fontenot's bags already. So and, and uh, keep it real. Denver says Dylan is an all-purpose back. I fully believe that. I mean, he's he can catch, he can run. Um, it's just small guys. Yeah, it, it, like I said, I, I a, there was a time where I picked him to lead the team in rushing, and I think there's an absolute chance that when he gets his when he is able to refine himself as just a true running back rather than a guy who wants to score on every time because it's not his fault he could score every time he touched the ball in high school yeah and so you know you're always looking for a chance to get outside or whatever right right, right. um i think that's going to be on the on the coaching staff and you know coach flea to essentially teach him i need you to just Go here. I don't know that he's a pure back, anyways. At least at this iteration of his career, like. But that's why I say I think he could end up being Deuce Vaughn, and Deuce Vaughn was an every down back for Kansas State. Yeah, he was. I was I was watching some Kansas State 
tape over the weekend, and Dude, it was so just like, what are we doing? He he's is so good. He is so fun to watch. I've been pounding the he table for the crazy, Broncos. I mean, man. they got some Ajay P. Ryan. Why not add Deuce Vaughn to that backfield? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. He's going to be it really... This draft feels like we're entering in an era of football like small dudes can actually play in the league. It's like awesome. small dudes. I mean, what is he, 5'6", Deuce? Yeah. I mean, he's, so, he's minuscule. Yeah. So good. And he, he weighed in, I think, at 179, mm-hmm. which is like unheard of. And he's far from the lightest guy in this class. I mean, it's, there's like potential first-round corners and wide receivers. Yep. who aren't hitting 180. It's nuts. Yep. So, again, I, I lean Cavassier just because I think that's why you bring in the experienced transfer is just to to pl- be by the book. Right. Who's right. that? Remember that uh, guy they brought in from so West Virginia, Trayvon McMillan? He just, like, randomly came one year, transferred to the Buffs as a grad transfer, ran for 1,000 yards, and, like, it was just like very clean running, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just advanced vision. Go, go where you need to go and hit right. the hole. Where did he transfer from? I don't know why West Virginia comes to mind. I could be wrong. Anyways, let's go on to the next one here. Next question is the Buffs leading tackler will be blank. By the way, Fontenot not on the spring roster. I didn't think he was still around. Okay. It's lots of changes in college football. It's not like it used to be. That's where we really miss Jake. And we actually do really miss Jake. We absolutely do miss Jake. Uh, Chandler Semedo not on the roster anymore. No. That's West Virginia. Trayvon McMillan was Virginia Tech. Thank you, guys. Nicely done. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, So that would have been your leading tackler a season ago. Yes. And here, of course, it opens up. It's not just one room, running back room we're focused on. Mm-hmm. You can look at the whole defense here. Trevor Woods was second in tackles on the team a season ago. But he's in a very crowded safety room. Very crowded safety room. And a much the defense is going to play way different than they did a year ago. Yeah. Just schematically speaking. Yes. Um, and you're hoping... That your safety isn't making tackles 15 yards down the field on runs uh, as often as Trevor Woods was. Right. Uh, yeah. No kidding. So, like with the running back room, we had our top two contenders. I think here the betting favorites would be your two blue blood transfers, right? Levante Bentley and Demoy Kennedy. Anyone who watches the show knows who I'm picking. Kennedy. Yes. But more uncertainty on the injury. Exactly. And that's that's what makes this a fun kind of betting line to set here. Uh, Levante Bentley, he's already on campus. He's already doing everything. He's out there in the drills. He's clearly the starting middle linebacker in spring practice. Um, and you're hoping that Demoy Kennedy is out there and healthy. And we heard a report from Tim Brewster's son, who works for Rivals or 24-7. My apologies. Clint Brewster think that's his name my apologies again if wrong <laughs> um, uh, he said that Colorado's coaching staff believes that Demoy Kennedy has first round talent if healthy we we trust his sources on that one not exactly break <laughs> <laughs> I think we could have said like 
Ryan Konigsberg on the Wednesday Buffs pod said the same thing. But um, it's nice to hear it from in, inside the building. And I'm so high on Demoy Kennedy. I was pounding the table for another inside linebacker transfer. They got the best possible one yeah. I think they yeah, could yeah, have gotten. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I got to go with my guy. Jeremiah Brown? Jeremiah Brown is an interesting one. Really intriguing. Uh, I'm mean, a big JB that- fan. And... Uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but when we saw that practice, his first step jumped off to me. Oh, yeah. But that's wow. where I think he might be getting upfield a little bit too much to lead the team in tackling. I know, I know. Because Jordan Dominic, shout out to Jake, dropped the film room, amazing stuff. I feel like he could be a real impact guy, but he's not going to get those volume tackles. Right. And that's why I just think the defense is probably going to be filtering to that Look, mi- those middle linebackers. Demoy Kennedy's an amazing pick. It's the pick with the most upside in this category. Bentley feels like the safest. Jeremiah Brown, the people's champ, the the sprinkle that one at plus 800 type deal. Yeah, there you go. Which one are you picking, Demoy? I'll go safe guy to counter your Demoy and go Levante Bentley. Let's go. Yeah, I hope Levante Bentley is dope. I do too. I do too. That'd be lots of fun. Also, I'm curious to see what number he ends up with. Like this front could be sick. The name like Bentley on the back of a jersey already looks so sick. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see what number he pairs that with. Stay tuned, I guess. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder when we're gonna start seeing numbers given out. I know. I know that'll be interesting because I'm pretty sure coach prime said something along the lines of like when your position coach tells me you're ready for your number, then, then we'll have that conversation. So guys could at any, any time now start coming in and saying, all right, you can give Shador two, <laughs> right. uh, you know, you can give right. Travis Hunter 12 or one as has been uh, theorized by some, although very quickly shot down by others. Right. So we'll see. All right, what's next? Who will be the Buffs' leading receiver? Wide open. Is it, though? So I think you have a clear favorite and a scary dark horse. And, of course, yeah, to me, the clear favorite yeah. is Jimmy Horn. Yep. Uh, and, man, I am just constantly more and more impressed with Jimmy Horn. Um I'm already thinking of like NIL stuff, combining his last name with the fact that there's like a Buffalo horn. Um, so mm, yeah. I've got some, I got some ideas a cooking. There you go. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Something like that. Not really, but I like that too. <laughs> um, so he's, he's gotta be the favorite, right? He's an absolute speed demon. I was really impressed with his route yep. running ability when we went and watched him. Um, we've seen some clips of him making big plays down the field. We've also seen some clips of him taking slants to the house. He's that level of speed. And while he is small, smaller in person than I thought he looked on videos, because, you know, you get him out there in the white tank top, uh, on the, f- those fields in Florida. And you're like, dude, that guy's ripped yeah. and he is, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he is a little bit shorter, you know, not your, not your standard X wide receiver size. Uh huh. That being said, he's got to be the favorite here. Uh, and I think he's maybe really underrated because he was on a, no, a fellow 1-11 team last season with a bad quarterback. 
So he's the favorite. Then you have the dark horse. He is. He is. And it's part of that's Jordan Tyson's injury. Yes. And here I give more credence to the returning buffs than I do in the running back room. But you can't sleep on the ultimate dark horse, Travis Hunter. You cannot. And um, we, we've debated it a million times now. We don't have to do the debate now. Um, but there's always that looming chance that he becomes an offensive, uh, a, a offensive focused player. He's always going to play both sides. But if he's playing, you know, three to uh, three to one or, you know, uh, two to three, whatever it may be, offensive plays to defensive plays or three to two, um, then there's he's, there's a chance he's going to be, you know, the number one wide receiver. We, we've seen plays from Jimmy Horn. We've also seen a lot of plays from Travis Hunter making plays down the field on the ball. His ball skills are just off the charts. So he just makes plays. This is the one where you would be like getting the more the most talented player at plus value because of yeah. the fact that he is a corner until we're told otherwise. What about Xavier Weaver? So he led USF. In receiving last year over Jimmy Mundo, yeah, more proven receiver, a little more size, right? Yep, he's. Uh, we just don't know. I don't know enough about him yet. Travis also has the fact that he's got chemistry with with Shador with two. I know it's it's a it's a hell of Damn a race. Damn you, then Montana led. The, uh, I believe led the Buffs in receiving I've last year. Here. Although it, it could have been anyone. Right, you you probably repressed it because you were. Oh so, no, it's uh, probably Jordan Tyson. No, it was Jordan Tyson. Okay, so uh, both uh, Montana had more receptions, twenty three to twenty two. Yikes, <laughs> that <laughs> passing game. Uh, but Tyson significantly more yards at four seventy, twenty one point four yards a cliff for Tyson. Dude, he was. I cannot wait for him to come back. He ran by Christian Gonzalez. So true. Uh, so, lot of options there, and then. Shane Hooks, is he coming? If he is, 10 touchdowns last year for Jackson. A big 6'5 receiver who can move and will come in with immediate chemistry with Shador. My, oh, my. What a race. That one might be the best one. That's the and best one. We thought one it might indeed. be running back or, or uh, linebacker. I thought that was the more exciting because there is a clear favorite in Jimmy Horn. There is. But I don't know. Once you add Weaver to the mix, eesh. I also think it's notable that MLC is like in. Yeah. He's like in the crew. Oh, totally. Right. And already working out with two like on spring in break Miami. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Invited to Miami. Come on now. That means something. It that has Miami to. invite means something. I, so they were in Florida when Dre was in Florida. You? Yeah. Me. <laughs> Florida no. Dre. I've told you about Florida no, Dre. They were Bucket not. Hat they, were in, they were in Florida while. Jake was in Hawaii. Okay. Okay. Fair. That's <laughs> yep. That's how we do weeks around here. Who was on vacation that week? <laughs> we see our DMVR schedule. It's just uh, Dre was. I don't on know vacation. how long Jake has been gone. Feels like a month. It feels like two years. <laughs> I know. I know. We miss you, Jake. Come home. We do rely on him quite a bit. He does a great job, man. He does a great job. We love him for it. We've got. What so what's going on? I'm on the pod and you just go for two hours. What what's happening? What do you mean? 
We're at an hour already. We're oh, like halfway we really? through this show. So I all I have. <laughs> Why um, are you doing this with me? Were you doing this with the guest, the outside guest? I have just like, going on forever. I have like a disease where I before the show I'm like, man, do we have enough content for this show? And then I add shit to it, and then we end Watch up with too this. much content. I don't think the comments are complaining. You're about like proving a point to yourself. You're like, you thought this show would go. <laughs> oh, you thought this. we didn't have content? Watch this 2 o'clock, uh, 3 p.m., Ryan. Um, I'll show you. I Not that there's anything wrong with us going long. I'm just... To Connor Johnson, our resident Oregon State fan, Daniel Arias is no longer on the team. Um, Great TikTok follow, though. Before we move on, I guess, I should get to another <laughs> ad read. <laughs> Why not? Uh, our friends we'll over at Breckenridge <laughs> Brewery, get yourself some Breck brews. Uh, use the Breck Brew Locator. You guys might think Breck Brew is only Colorado, but Breck Brew is nationwide. Silly you. Uh, you can get Avalanche Amber Ale. You can get Strawberry Sky. You can get even their good company hard seltzers all over the, the country. So use the Breck Brew locator at breckenridgebrewery.com slash beer locator. Actually, it's breckbrew.com slash beer locator to find out where you might be able to find some Breck Brews near you. What's your what's your go to, Dre? I don't know if I've ever asked you that before. I mean, summer comes back around. I I fire the old Straub Sky back up. Yep. Kind of been a lager guy the last year or so. Bring, going back to my roots, you know. I feel as though well, not my roots in particular, but you know. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a lager guy myself. Yeah. Well, why not? You know, you just need some crushable stuff. I. Let me crush while I've got some wagers on the sports I watch. I pretty much exclusively order drinks as like, do I want four of these? Mm. Smart. I'm a, I like Smart. consistency. You know, I just want to go back to back. I'm not trying to mix it up. If you're going to be anything today, be consistent. That is a great pull. That's Thank a you. great pull. Thank you. Um, I, Coach Prime inspires me when I go to the bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> when... Ever since the Coach Prime hire, I know this is a Breck read, but allow me. And Jake will just spit Coach Primeisms to me on a. He was shocked. Yeah, I feel as though listening to Coach Prime on a day in day out basis has made me a better person. Yeah, it makes you wiser for sure. <laughs> like I, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Gives you much better lines to. Spit. You know, it's a perfect Coach Prime line for Angel Reese. Don't let my confidence offend your insecurity. Bang. That's she a great one. We should send her that. Uh, and also Fubo TV, finally a way to watch the abs and nuggets right on your TV. I get home. I press the home button on my smart TV. Boom. First thing that comes up is Fubo. Click that. Dang. Probably already on altitude. Watch me. Uh, oh, who would have switched it? Exactly. Okay. Uh, turn on the nuggets. Turn on the abs. Absolute best way to watch right now. Uh, and more to come. From Fubo TV. Dang. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to Fubo TV. Uh, Use that code DNVR. It's FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Yes, exactly. That that slash DNVR does so much for your guys over here. Just throw that into your browser. See what happens. Give give this QR code a a spin. Take it out for a spin. Take it out for a scan. Yeah. I've become a big QR code guy. Love QR no, codes now. I've got you know in the drop down for your phone. I have a special QR code thing. Let's see if I have that. I added that a while. You, back. That's a wow. It's an add on. Yeah, you got 
You got to go into your settings and add that one. Wow, that's big time. Yeah. Big time stuff from you. Fubo TV, baby. Fubo uh, TV. Glenn Ward, who I think is maybe a little behind on the stream, said, Jaylee Love Stack that. should fit in just fine if, if I'm right. I think he's referring to me talking about kind of the stay on schedule with running the ball is, is important. I agree. I love Jaylee Stacks. We are low-key at Jaylee Stacks. The thing Stacks is, podcast. I love fullbacks. And Jaylee Stacks is essentially a fullback playing running back. So true. Love fullbacks. Man, how many of these guys need to get? RJ Sneed's gone so as well, right? Yes. Yes. What a disappointing year yeah. for me. Did not work out like we hoped. We were, he was getting like 1,000-yard hype. Yes. Before yes, the season. Was. That's when I did this last with Jake. <laughs> yeah, okay. There you go. That was Henry. That would have been Henry. Really? Yeah. Doesn't it feel like Henry's been doing the Broncos for like years now? Yeah. But it's only a matter wow. of months. Not even a full year. Oh, man. Okay. Here we go. Uh, we, <coughs> we still have a couple more of these to hit, and then we'll get to your guys' questions. Yeah. Who, is this the last one? There's three. Oh, 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 and there were turns. Okay, who will be the Buffs' leading interceptor? Got to be Travis Hunter has as a heavy favorite here. But let's live in a world where... Minus like 800. You would have said uh, Pat Sertan would be the Broncos' leading interceptor yeah, last year, right, but... Right. Offenses get scared. They don't throw at him. So who comes in next? Right. So then would it be Cormani McLean, who's not on campus just yet? Do you go with um, like Shiloh might get some some oh. some money on him here? Wow. Um, Nico Reed, of Nico course. Nico Reed definitely is going to get his um, opportunities to snag the ball. And gosh, I don't have it here. In, uh, Miles Slusher. Miles Slusher, yep. Yeah, that's the old Cam Silman Craig, right? but he's also they have a lot of hitters back there. Yeah. I mean, headache CEO people will throw him out there. I don't think with interceptions he's a I mean he did could he made be a, he, some Cormani like so leave Travis alone and pick on Cormani and Cormani picks you. I'm so sad that Cormani is not on campus right now. I know. Because I just want to see, I need, I want to uh, see it yes, so bad. Yes. Like yes, there yes. always exists the question marks of what does he look like guarding Jimmy Horn? You know, we've seen him just absolutely locked down. We know he has all right. of the tools. Right. We know he's physically ready. We know he's fast enough, and he has the length and all of that good stuff. I just want to see it because I'm. You might see it and be like, oh my god. No one's gonna be able to throw on this team. And then I might start picking the safeties because I'm like, well, they're going to have to attack somewhere else in the field because it's not going to be on the sidelines. Oh, I was thinking of uh, Kendrick Breedlove, the old Miss kid. Breedlove. Yeah. You love Breedlove. I do. His his high school tape is like really – he's got a physicality to him that really stood out to me. And I think because of that, he could play some safety. Like, he's got the athleticism. People, he's got good, not great size. Good enough for college. I believe um, he's also gotten some 4-3 buzz. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, physically speaking, kind of jumps off the screen. Well, I mean, the fact that we rarely talk about him on this show and you love him fires me up. Yeah, it tells you everything. I mean, Cormani, Travis, Nico, Breedlove. On paper, the back seven has really high. Speed. And you have Shiloh, Slusher, Cam, Trevor Woods. I'm probably even forgetting someone. Yeah. Did you say Nico Reed in one of these? Oh, two I did groups? say Nico. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, it's impressive. We it's, talk a lot woo. about the offense because the offense is fun to talk about, and Shador's amazing. If Cormani lives up to the hype, I just there's just a chance that teams might not be able to do anything against them. Yep. Yep. And then like Demoy, well, what if he's hell? Like there is a the the ceiling for this defense oh. is scary. And we'll get into the front in a second, which is probably the part that gets me most hype. So would you go safe Travis Hunter here? Or would you go Tavion Beasley? Intuitive. Yeah. See, I mean, there's like guys we don't remember. Crazy. Would you go chalk though? Or would you go with a counterintuitive like, no, this guy is. I think it's going to, I'm going to take, and this is a show of respect for Travis Hunter and Cormani McLean. I think teams are going to be afraid to throw at him. I'm going to say Nico. Nico feels like a safe one. Um, I'll plant my flag on Breed, love. Feels like good odds. That's, you're getting plus a thousand. Love me a plus a thousand bet. All right. Uh, a couple more here. Let's keep it rolling. Who will be the Buffs' leading sacker? Has to be Jordan Dominic. So you'd be hard pressed to move off of Jordan Dominic, a double digit SEC sack master. Yep. Upshaw in the mix. You're a big Shane Cokes guy. I love me some Shane Cokes, but that's coming from the interior where it's just hard to rack mm -hmm. up. I think mm -hmm. it's going to come from the interior. He's so versatile that he can really play anywhere. Yep. Um, you know. You, you always Payne talk about fun. transition for guys like, you know, is I guess what I'm saying here is the transition for uh, Jordan Dominic is actually a downshift. Yeah. Yep. SEC Whereas West to pack. Shane Cokes is coming from the Ivy League. I love Shane Cokes, but he's clearly going up and you can definitely make the argument, if not a fact that Jordan Dominic's competition will be easier here in the Pac-12. Obviously, quarterbacks make that a little more difficult like you have some great quarterbacks in this conference sure. and that and you know sacks are half the time on the the line and half the time on the quarterback so you have to jordan dominic is like a minus 200 favorite probably and, and i'm gonna stick with that and jeremiah brown chat i see you I hear jeremiah you. brown has to be in the make like i said when i saw that first step i was like oh no has to it, those are the main contenders because as much as I love Leonard Payne, you can love Shane Cox, as you said, tougher from the interior. This is another category the where like keep keep your antennas up because like, you never know what may come from the portal. This is a position where I could see them absolutely taking taking some more players at, um, and that's not a, a slight to anyone. It's just uh, I believe it's George Payton, you know, general manager of the Broncos, who essentially said you can never have too many pass rushers. Never. Because it's a it's an exhausting position. Yeah. You gotta turn it up to a hundred on every down. Well, and as you were saying, it's the Pac twelve. We we're we're dropping back to pass it like fifty times a game. Cycle those guys yeah, in, yeah, yeah. bring you someone new in. Yeah. Um again, another another one where it's like if this coverage is as good as we think it can be, mm -hmm. those guys are gonna eat. Hundred percent. All in on Dominic here though. And maybe you have like All Bentley in. or Demoy Kennedy as a spy. <laughs> Because the, you know the right, coverage is going right. to be good, and you're bringing those guys off the edge, and you just let him stay in the middle there. Like yep. we've talked about it before, but that was the entire game plan against Texas A&M uh, when they, you know, they clamped down that Texas A&M team that had some legitimate NFL talent. Um, they just had Nate Landman play the middle, press man on the outside, cover two over the top, boom. Love it when you talk ball like that, man. <laughs>
All right. Uh, final one. Who will be the Buffs' leading punt returner? Why don't we? Why don't we just group punt and kick returner into yeah. one here? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, so Who this are my is candidates with Jordan out though. So here's the thing. Jimmy Horn is a freak returner. Yeah. And is as long as Coach Prime is the type of coach, and maybe the, the uh, chat can help us out here because I haven't watched too much Jackson State special teams film. Um, I love this. <laughs> maybe you guys can help us out. Is, is Coach Prime a put your best at returner type of guy? Because if he is, it's Jimmy Horn with a bullet game over. Um, you got you to gotta put the rock in his hands. If not then it opens things up. Is it a Nico Reed? Again, Nico is going to be really valuable too. Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards, I could see getting the first kick return of the season. Dylan Edwards would be a very nice candidate. And again, it's not a slight at all to Dylan Edwards. He's a he's a true freshman who's coming in. He's not, in my opinion, he's not going to be leaned on as the bell cow back of this team. So you feel like you have a little more license to play him in those right, positions. Right, right. Uh, but actually, my guy Breedlove, I think, would be in the mix. Breedlove at, yeah. at punt returner or a kick returner? I think it's more kick returner. Okay. I love uh, this. is amazing that there's this many options. We're oh. talking about three, four, three guys right now Jimmy Horn, Dylan Edwards, and Breedlove. With maybe the best returner in the pack last year recovering from injury. The thing is, and I just. Very think, much in the mix. I just think that, like, Jimmy Horn is like. With this he depth, has I gift. think he goes Jimmy. Yeah, now. But if is he's it, wide receiver one. I know, I know. And then there, you know, I mean, you know, in special situations. Yeah, I mean, if Kelvin Coleman was returning, he was a high-end player for them. Kevin Coleman was was probably wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, wow. Jimmy Horn at returner would be electric. Insane. I mean, when especially when, with like Dylan Edwards and Breedlove as your alternative. Correct me if I'm wrong. Chat would probably remember this too. I'm pretty sure when Jake asked him, "What what players do you model your game after? What NFL players did you look up to?" The first person he mentioned was Devin Hester. Ooh. So, another Florida boy. Love that. All right. Well, oh, I'm excited for returns. I can't believe I'm excited for returns. But Nico Reed. Was also a beast. I think he led the Pac-12 in average <laughs> kick return. And he probably returned more kicks than anyone. Yeah, you, you're not off, not far off on that one. All right, I had it here. Let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, help us out with some likes. I can't actually see the number. It's smaller than normal today, but 182. Or I'm getting older. Both things probably true. Uh, there you go. Uh, Lawrence in the comments says Horn punt returner, Edwards kick returner. I could see that for sure. There you go. So there we go. Um, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to watch this this speed in space. Yeah, for sure. All right. Got some questions here today. First one comes in from D. Lee. Does today's video give you guys any extra added confidence in the altitude advantage during home games this upcoming season? If nothing else, these guys are definitely going to be in some shape. I think the combination of how good a shape these guys are going to be in, which you might end up being like one of the most well-conditioned Colorado teams ever, mix that in with the Sean Lewis pace, the buff fast offense, as he calls it. I think they, they could have some defensive lines 
absolutely in a blender at the end of a game. Be so incredible to like in college football of all sports feels like the the sport where you could really take advantage of this with a up tempo misdirection just all in super fast spread offense. And that know? again goes back to that the starting running back conversation, which is if you're getting off yeah. if you're biting off five yeah. yards, watch what happens when the defense tries to bring in their heavy defensive line package to stop the run. Because then you go bang, 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 throw it out to the flat to Dylan Edwards, throw it out to the flat to Jimmy Horn. You're eating up space. You're right, right back right, up right. at the line. They've mm-hmm. got 330 pounders huffing mm-hmm. and puffing at altitude. I mean, you can really start to imagine yeah. a world where you have you can just put defenses on their back uh-huh. because you went hurry up when they had the wrong group in there. And, you know, those guys weren't ready to run with these offensive linemen who are being pushed to the brink every single day in terms of their conditioning yeah it's um i don't know how many coach is that something coaches really touched on before it'll get mentioned the altitude the altitude it's never really like most i've heard is just like the players joking about it like shador on that paper route thing they were like what's your what's the biggest obstacle for you and he was like the altitude kind of like joking um but it's it's certainly something that you have to get used to oh yeah and other but teams it, don't have the opportunity to get it's used to it. It's not like Nuggets basketball or Rockies baseball where it gets mentioned quite a bit. No. Yeah. I would love for it to get mentioned because that means the Buffs are winning lots of games at home and people yeah. are like, is the altitude an unfair right, advantage for right. Colorado? Or the story's like, how Coach Prime and Colorado football have taken advantage of <laughs> They're telling us to put the football in the uh, <laughs> right. in the humidor. Right. Oh, would you say you like our, our <laughs> impersonation of like an old timey news? Yeah, mine was more local news. <laughs> Ryan did more of the sports center. It was good. <laughs> good. All right. Next one from Willett. It says we are in April now. Can we get some info on spring game slash DNVR tailgate? Andre is one of the people that I've been telling that we get asked about this every day. I think we are very close, very close to being able to announce our final plans. I'm going to, just so you guys know, I'm going to be in Boulder Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at practice. Um, At least as of now, that's what I believe the practice schedule is for us media. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to watch any or all of anything, but the point is after those practices, going to be um, doing some meetings to finalize some plans. There you go. So I promise there will be a plan. Yeah. You have my word. Okay. Well, teams play a shell defense against the buffs like they do against the chiefs. I see a lot of teams keeping two safeties back uh, and making two walk the ball down the field. This offense would love for you to do that. Cause offense would love for you to do that. The way this offense should be designed if working at its best. You'll see defenses counter it the way Big 12 defenses have been countering these kind of spread out offenses for the last five to 10 years. And it starts with a three safety look. Three safeties has kind of been the the standard. Playing where? I mean, it's. So you've got your two high and nickel, and you're trusting one of those safeties to play close to the line of scrimmage and make enough of a difference in the box for it to not completely bite you. Yeah, I remember the Buffs using Davion Taylor in that sort of 
role and just like yep. trying to have, yep. your, your job is to blow up screens yep. and he was, he was really good at that and a lot of those pac 12 big 12 defenses are even going with three-man fronts but they're it's a really light three-man front tcu it's all finesse tcu mm -hmm. ran strictly three three five on defense yep. last year it's crazy and to watch. they actually had more beef on that front like like, yeah, they Iowa have, State's got Will McDonald, who's not even 240 pounds in a three-man front. The leading sack leader from a season prior at Kansas State, Felix Anaduka Uazarike on the front three, and he's like a 250, he's like a Shane Ray type edge rusher, yeah. you know, in a front three. But again, uh, it's so easy for me now to to talk about this. Obviously, it'll get more difficult as defenses start making counter moves but like i feel like this offense is a counter move for every counter move you would think so i mean that's football it is but i'm just like we were not at that point in years prior I, no I yeah and, and it's yeah. like i think 335 is actually an interesting way of yeah trying to counter this because you're just essentially like you're putting guys in a lot of space right, right. and you're count you just have to have the guys to go make plays mm -hmm. if you don't it's not going to matter but you know, you put three down, you're counting on those three to filter the run to those yep. three linebackers. Yep. They, you know, you're expecting them to make that tackle. If you're going out to the edges, you're expecting those two two linebackers on the outside to be able to fly out there. You've got all those, you know, defensive backs out there that are you're expecting to fly to the ball. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's what the buffs are going to face in week one and week two. Uh, TCU, all three, three, five, and then Nebraska's new defensive coordinator has essentially said they're going to do the same thing. Um <laughs> So I'm curious to see how so that works different. with like six offensive linemen against Iowa, but yeah, it sounds <laughs> that sounds absurd for Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna pose a great challenge for the Buffs. I love it though because they have the entire off season to prepare for how they're gonna attack that defense, and they get to play it two weeks in a row to start the season. Nope. And ultimately, it's not gonna be that far off what the Buffs will be running on defense themselves, right? Like it's similar to what your own D is trying to implement. For sure. So that'll right. be fun, man. Uh, a couple more questions here. I see one from, uh, what is that, Jabriel, uh, who says, RK, will the Buffs do a draft for the spring game? We don't know yet. There's a part of me that, uh, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks Shador has to play all-time quarterback, but I just don't think they're going to they're gonna subject him to that. Um Unless, you know, it's just a don't touch him rule, which I, I would support wholeheartedly. I would imagine that. Yeah. And so maybe he play. I don't know. Not not entirely because you got to get the other guys reps. Yeah. But maybe there's two teams playing with Shador to start or whatever. And then you bring in. I don't know. I, I'm probably overthinking this from a pure entertainment standpoint. The thing is, like, the second quarterback is such a big drop off from Shador that whoever gets him, if it was a draft, is winning the game. Mm, interesting okay yeah we'll see i uh, they are really depth deficient you know what i think is going to happen you're going to get ones versus ones twos versus twos and it's going to be an offense versus defense scrimmage where they come up with some point system a punt is worth this many points yeah yeah, yeah. a turnover is worth this many points a touchdown is worth this many points a field goal is worth obviously guaranteed you know, six that's three. how they do it that's yep. probably got to be the way to do it because you're not going to put Shador Sanders behind a hodgepodge offensive line of like two starters and a draft. So I'm glad we talked that through. I see some people in the comments mentioning it too. Um, 
offense versus defense at yeah, Chris McCray. I think I think that's the point. Yep. That's good thinking. That's a that's a fun matchup. Offense has some catching up to do just because defense always gets a head start in schemes and whatnot. There's so much less for them to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to watch this as we were talking about. Uh from best by far one one one. Is the offensive line big enough? Purely mm. on paper. They're big. They're huge. We've got six eight and I think six ten on the bookends with tank on one side. Yeah, on the on the um if this is the scale, this is the line, right? And you're you're I'm more on the side. I'm more on the <laughs> side of the line is too big than they're too small. Oh, because yeah. you don't like the you, you can be too hot. You can be too tall to play tackle type of thing. Yeah, I you mean, got those I don't quick know. guys you, ducking like, under Sean you. Lewis has these guys moving all the time. Like but, uh, he was the same. He was six, eight on both uh, yeah, bookends yeah, yeah. at Kent State. Well, they're getting downhill and flattening guys. Like, I, I get it. You Imagine know? you're the size of it's Kendrick Breedlove scheme. and Savion Washington is coming around the edge to block you. Yeah, that'd be intense. Um so if anything, they're too big. I do not have concerns that they're too small. Yeah, not I mean, anymore. You're, you're, Are they athletic enough? You're you know, in like the ninety plus plus percentile at every position they're in terms huge. of height. They're huge, um, and you actually don't want. You certainly don't want these guys uh, gaining too much weight with how much running they need to do. You're, but, you're actually having them lose weight right now. I, yeah, I would assume pure height on paper. They're bigger. They're bigger than most NFL lines, dude. Yeah, they're huge, and that's the way Sean Lewis likes it. I'd like huge. actually next time we get a chance to talk to him, I want to ask him why he likes such big offensive linemen. Keep doing you, Sean Lewis. We're big fans. I I'm probably the number one Sean Lewis fan I in the country. You are. I think you are, <laughs> and yet I love that scheme. It's real Lincoln Riley esque. Maybe maybe you got some Garrett Riley guys in the chat. Very Garrett Riley esque. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean I I see Baylor a lot of Baylor. Ah, Art Bryles. Yes, I never really like to bring up his name. I he's know. Gross. Thou who shall not. He doesn't be deserve enough. Yeah, deserve much credit. But that Good offense was dangerous. Uh, was. All right, it scarred you. Anything scarred else? You. I think that is it for us. This has been. A good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. You had a great time. You could have just gone all day. I, I mean, I really could. Yeah, I love that for us. Uh, I'll let you get back to your family now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that wraps it up for us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow, and uh, hopefully, some snippets from another spring practice that the media gets at least to talk to some people afterwards. So, appreciate you guys. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.